Well, uh, we started a series last week that we're calling Alive with Christ. If you could turn over to Galatians 2.20, we'll start there. We'll put that up on the screen too. Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In the New Living Translation, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now right there, I'll read it in a, in a few more translations, I believe, but look at verse 20, uh, the beginning of verse 20 in the New Living Translation that we just looked at. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Well, what's that talking about? That, that's not talking about your body. Otherwise, you're not here anymore. Nobody can see you. You're alive, but as far as earth is concerned, nobody can see you with their physical eyes. You're dead if it was your body. It's not your body. The old man, the unregenerated spirit being is dead, is no longer uh, in existence. That part has been crucified with Christ. And so now it is no longer I who live. Well, now that we have been made alive with Christ, it's no longer just you who lives. In other words, you are not just a person trying to get by on the earth just like everybody that is without Jesus. You're not just trying the best you can, you know, just naturally, and you're, you're just a uh, you know, person that's saved, but you got to do just like what everybody else does. You're subject to the same existence and the same limitations that somebody without Christ is. That's not true. See, it says, our old person's been crucified. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The anointed one, Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is a description. It is the Messiah, the anointed one. It is a description of what's on him and who he is. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the anointed one. Jesus the King. He is the king of the universe. Christ lives in me. You can see the anointed one lives in me. The anointing is in you. God lives in you because Jesus is God. So I live in this earthly body. So we are in an earthly body. Anybody that would tell you different is just wrong. You are in an earthly body. You do have physical constraints. In other words, if you jump off a building and it's not something special that God didn't tell you to jump off the building, the law of gravity is going to kick in and you're going down just like every other person on the planet. And if it's a long drop, you may be meeting Jesus, Jesus real soon. You, we are subject to natural laws. Amen. Just because Christ lives in us, we walk on this earth and we're subject to natural laws. But there are spiritual laws 
as well. And if we realize what's really going on behind the scenes, then you're just not limited to the natural. That doesn't mean you break natural laws all the time, but there's spiritual laws that are in effect that we can cooperate with and we can see the power of God operate then in our lives. So, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God. And where is the Son of God? He's in us. Through his Spirit, he is in us, indwells us. Um, in the Amplified Classic, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we live this life by faith. Not really maybe focusing on this part right here. We're going to... Uh, I believe, focus on a um, certain aspect tonight. But here it says, I live in the body by faith. So we are in a natural body. We are walking around subject to natural laws, but we walk and do that by faith. By, could you put it back a, a screen there? It says, by faith in or adherence to, reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God. So we're walking naturally, but we're not limited natural. We don't just see naturally. We don't just look at everything naturally. We walk and live by faith in the Son of God. And where does He live? He's in us. So when we're walking... It's not just you walking. When you go to the store, it's not just you walking in the store. When you get online to do something, it's not just you getting online. God is there with you through the Spirit of Christ in you. When we walk and make decisions, it's not just us. We don't do it just naturally going, well, what should I do? And I'm going to make this decision just like everybody else is making the decision. We ought to do it by faith. By faith. In the Son of God, notice, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we walk in this life, not just naturally, but we walk in this life by faith in the Lord Jesus, who loves you, and he gave himself for you. We don't walk naturally. We don't walk just by sight. In fact, um, we may read one more version, but let's go over to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1, and just read that. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. Second Corinthians 5, verse 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed. What is he talking about? He's talking about our body. And he says, if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed or, you know, goes the way of all the earth, it's gone, goes into the ground, body is dead. It says, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal 
in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desired to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent grown, being unburdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. So verse 4, he says, For we are in the, when we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. He's saying, we're in this body, but this is not all there is. And there's something... You know, the Bible says in our place, all creation is groaning for the reality of God manifest. And we're not going to see it like we will in heaven. Here, this earth is fallen. It is decaying. It is, it once was glorious, but it's, and you can see the remnants of the glory. I mean, the world's beautiful in so many places, but it's far from where it was created. We, when we, when we're, we uh, leave this house and we go to be with God, we're going to see more of His glory than we have. We're going to see things that we don't see on the earth, things that are in a much better state than here on the earth. But here, there is something about walking in this body. You groan for something more. All men and women do. We don't feel like we should be limited like we are here on this earth. We're built for something more. We're built for eternity. It's just our bodies aren't built for eternity. This body, thank God we don't have to live eternity in this body. Aren't you glad? It's not built for, the, for that long. It's built to last here and all the elements of the earth and all the fact that we're walking around in a curse-filled um, world. You know, we are redeemed from the curse of the law, but we're not redeemed from the curse of the fall. Things that are in the world that, you know, the, the fact that it gets cold and gets too hot. And, I mean, everybody is affected by these things. And the fact that women have pain when they bear a child. I mean, there's, that's all a curse of the fall. It's not, we're not redeemed from some of these things. You walk in a natural body. Your body gets old. Sorry to say, you can confess whatever you want. Eventually, your body is, is going to get old. Just because you can live a long time does not mean you stay have the same body as when you were 20. You can try to confess it out, but I'm sorry. You may be in real good shape for 85, but you probably, any 20-year-old could run circles around you. And that's just the way it is. And everybody says, no, 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 I'm going to be able to, I can run around just like I'm 20. Okay. You can go talk to yourself in, in a corner, but you're not fooling anybody else. We can be strong and robust going through life, and we can believe for that, but there's a decay going on. That's not a bad confession, it just is. That's part of this life. We're not redeemed from it. But there's something in us that's groaning and earnestly seeking. There's more. I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like when we're, we're free from this body? I mean, just... You're just, you're free. I mean, and then we're going we're gonna to get a body that's built to last. But that's not now, but that's something we're looking forward to, something that we want. But we understand there's something that yearns for that. Verse 5 says, Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has also given us the Spirit 
as a guarantee. Verse 6, so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So we're not with him in heaven. Obviously, we just read other scripture and we'll read more. The spirit of Christ is in us, but Jesus in the flesh isn't here. We're, when we're in the body, we're absent from him. We will see him. Verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight, which is what I wanted to get to here. We are walking in this body by faith, not by sight. If you go by what you see, you're going to be depressed just like the rest of the world is. You can't look at what you see. There's more than what you see. There are, there are things, if you're a Christian and you're believing God, there are things going on that you can't see with your physical eye. If we put the Word of God to work and believe God, then there are angels that are doing things on our behalf, even though you can't see them. If you go by what you see, you would think there's nothing going on. But there are. There's activity going on. There are plans and purposes for each person in here. And as we walk out the plan of God for our life and seek first His kingdom and go after the things of God, it is putting motion into motion things behind the scenes that you can't see. And if you walk by sight, we're going to miss what God is doing. Can everybody acknowledge we don't see everything that's going on? You don't see everything that's going on in the natural. You can only be in one place at one time, and I don't care how many screens you have, going on, you know, and connecting to how many different people, you're still not seeing much of the world. There's a lot going on, and if you're in one place, you're missing things in another. We don't see everything. Well, we can't see unless God opens your eyes uh, in some special thing. You can't see into the spiritual realm. We cannot see what's going on. How do we perceive what's going on in the spiritual realm? By faith. How do we know God exists? By faith. How do we, going back to Galatians, how do we walk in this life? By faith. In the Son of God. We believe that what He said is true. What we're talking about tonight takes faith to accept that God is in you through Christ, through the Spirit of Christ is in you, and that you are actually alive with Him. Those statements require faith to accept. When they're said, when you, you hear them, when they're read and you hear them in your, through your ears, there is faith that rises up, but then you have to choose to act on that faith and believe it. Faith can be there, but you choose whether you're going to act on it or not. People hear the gospel all the time. They can hear the gospel, Jesus loves you, He died for you, and if you believe that He rose from the dead and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you will be saved, but people can say, I won't. Even though, as they're hearing it, faith is coming, but they can say, no. Well, all these things we're talking about right now, there is faith that's being coming into each person right now. But we have to accept it. To, to believe that the Christ is in us and that we're alive in Him takes us looking past our natural being, our natural um, limitations. It takes looking past our faults. It takes looking past our past failures. It takes looking past... You know, your personality and your bank account and your family tree and your connections. And it takes looking past uh, what we see to what is by faith and what the Bible says is true. 
We, ha to, we have to act on it and walk in this body, not just naturally, but spiritually minded. That is by faith. But that changes everything. Walking around then all the time, it doesn't matter where you're going, whether it's to work or to the store or pick up your children or, or whatever, to the realization that Christ is in me and that I'm alive with Him, and He's alive with me, that changes everything. Now, as I'm making decisions, as I'm going from task to task, I perceive something different than if I were just going by my natural sight and my natural understanding. I perceive that He is alive with me. Well, this changes everything. But it's perceived by faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. Everybody say, I walk by faith. I don't walk by sight. Say it again. I walk by faith, not by sight. One more time. I walk by faith, not by sight. Say, I don't walk based on what I can see. There is more than what I can see. There is more than what I feel. There is more than what I perceive. There's more than what I understand naturally. By faith, I accept the Word of God. I accept His truth. I believe He's real. I believe the spiritual realm is real. And I believe all that God has said is mine. Is mine. I believe that I'm alive with Christ. That He's with me. And that he's for me. And that he's available to help me. Right now. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to Galatians 2.20. I'll read you in the, that in the Passion Translation. Galatians 2.20 in the Passion Translation. It says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. I'm going to go over a little bit of that again. Can you go back to the previous slide? It's at the, at the, near the bottom. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. This life is not just us because we are living it with Jesus, with the Messiah. He is alive with us. We are alive with Him. We were crucified with Him, and now we are alive with Him. Amen. It says, for the anointed one, can you go to the next one? For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life 
into mine. So you can see, it says the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. He dispenses his life into mine. So this is not just a natural life that we're talking about. This is not just walking day to day as what I, according to what I can see and what I sense and what I can feel and what the news report said and, you know, what uh, this digest said and what this, uh, you know, email said and what these analysts say. It is based on the fact that God himself is in union with me and I am actually living my life with him. Day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour, decision to decision, that he is walking with me and that he is actually dispensing his life through mine if I believe it. If I act on it. Because he is in every believer. But not everybody is experiencing the same life. Is that not true? So we need to accept what he is doing and acknowledge what he is doing actively, what he is to us, what we are to him, that we are in fact alive with him, that we are with and in union with the Son of God. We have to take that by faith because if you go by sight and go by what you see, that there is no indication of that. If you go by what you hear other people say, they are not going, the people that are, are not a, a living according to the word, they're not going to tell you the news report and then say, but remember, Jesus is in you, and whatever is going on in the world, you can overcome it because God Almighty is with you. You don't hear that at the tagline at the end of the news report, do you? When you click on the different articles, that, you know, here's the, this is a negative thing, sure, sure. But we have to remember, Jesus is with us. Do you ever see that in a secular report? What do you see? It's bad. It's getting worse. What does this mean, to you, mean for you? You better know where you're going. You better plan for this. You better go buy some of this stuff now before there's a raid and you don't have any more of it. And then what are you going to do? Then you're going to, I mean, just fear, fear, doubt, despair. Fear, fear, hopelessness, just that's what you get. So what do we have to do? We have to take ourselves out of what we're seeing and what we're walking in and believe that God is in us. So if we go, yeah, look at it. I mean, it's, it's just so bad. I mean, what could I do? I don't know. We were focusing on the wrong thing. We've even though God is in us, he's in us. He's in us. He can live in us and nothing go on on the outside because we don't acknowledge it. Because why would that happen? We believe what we see more than we believe what we're talking about in the Word right here. And if that dominates us, if, the, if our sense knowledge is going to dominate us, then we won't believe that He's alive in us. But we're going to read a few scriptures here about Him being alive in us. And I want you to look at these as we're reading it, realize faith is coming into your heart. I don't care how many times you've heard them, how many times you've seen them. Faith is coming fresh into our heart. And we need to choose to believe it and act on it. Choose to make it real. I don't, it doesn't matter if we've heard it before, just like it doesn't matter if you've eaten before. It's what you're eating currently that's going to give you strength and dictate where you're going. 
Doesn't matter if you ate well. I mean, it does matter to some degree if you ate, you know, a healthy diet in 2017. I mean, that does affect you now. But it's not affecting you now like the diet you're on in 2019, right? Well, you know, I, I mean, I can't understand it. I, I used to really feed on good stuff. I mean, I don't understand why I'm having these problems. Well, what are you eating now? Well, I'm eating all this junk, but it does, you know. And everybody's, I'm not saying, we're not focusing on diet now. You know, you've got to be led on what you should eat and not eat. And we're not focusing on what is good and not. There's some general things, but even that always changes. But what I'm saying is, spiritually speaking, it doesn't matter if we heard something 10 years ago and we used to apply it. Right now, what are we applying and what's real to us? You can tell what's real to you by what you're excited about and what you're expecting. Bottom line, if you're not expecting anything, if you think, eh, I've heard that, it's not real to you and it's doing you no good in your life, even though it's resident in you. Well, you know, I have heard that. I, I heard that back. So, that, that, right there, you can stop right there. It's doing you no good right now. If it's alive, if it's real to us, if we're active, if our faith is active, we're saying, yes, that's what I believe, that's what's happening now, yes, and we, it is alive. And it's coming out of your mouth, and you, when something comes up, here's how you can tell if it's active and alive. Something comes up in the natural, you see some circumstance, and if you are, the, the thing's coming out of your mouth, and the, the What's going through your head is, yeah, that might be happening, but the Word says this, and God is alive, and, and you're not trying to make it up. That's just where you are. It's coming out. It's alive in you. But if, it, if these circumstances come up and you say, yeah, man, what am I going to do? And then you look at the Word, yeah, I know that, but and it, that you can tell right now, doesn't matter if it was alive three years ago, it's not alive right now. What's going to make the difference right now is what's alive to us. You realize you could have been on fire and alive in these things. You could hard, you told everybody and it was working, but that won't do us any good in this life right now. I'm not saying it didn't have good effects. It didn't you know, lay a foundation, but right now, today, tomorrow, when we're at our job, when we're in our families, it's what is alive to us now. Amen. Let's read um, Colossians 2, verse 11. <clears throat> it says, In him you, all, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. Can you go back to the last uh, slide? It says, he has made us alive, or made, he has made alive together with him. It says in you, and then he says he has made alive together with him. God has made you alive together with him. Well, if he's made you alive together with him, what are you right now? You're alive together with him now. 
Everybody say, I am alive. I am alive. Together, Together. With the Lord Jesus Christ. Now. Now. Right now. Not tomorrow, although that's true. But not just tomorrow. Not in three weeks, although that's true. But right now, going forward. And it was true yesterday, if you were born again yesterday, it was true, whether you knew it or not. But you may not have acted on it. It may have been dormant to you. But we're stirring this up and putting it right in front of us so that we get a good dose of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God, is alive in me now, and He is operating me now, and I expect what that would mean to be manifesting in my life. Think about it. If we really believe this, if we act on it, because faith is coming up, if we don't go, eh, I heard that, it's off to the side. We say, yes, that's true, I accept it, I'm acting on it. What does that mean to us? The Christ is in us. We're walking with Him. We're walking out life with the Spirit of God in us. That changes everything. That changes every meeting you have. That changes every interaction you have with your family. That changes every financial situation. Because it's not just you in the natural. How would we ever pay this off? I don't know how we... You're looking in the natural. There is a spiritual. There is Christ in you. Does He have the resources and ability? If he, if you really believe he were in you, is there any reason to be upset or fret of how we're going to do this? Are you, are you limited to just you when he's with you in union? No. The answer is no, but if we say, yeah, but we just went back into the natural. We are walking by sight, not by faith. Whenever you hear a yeah, but like that, when it is after what you've said the word says, see, it's always... Like somebody said, you can tell a lot by where you put your butt. When you're making statements, and it is absolutely true. If you make a statement that the Word says, like, I am alive with Christ, I, I get it. But that's the wrong place to put it. Because you just negated. What does that mean? It is modifying everything that came before. If you said, yeah, you know, some people apologize like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But... You did, and you just blew up the whole thing before it, right? It was pretty good up to that point, but then now you're going to put it back. You're going you're to blame. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. You can tell whether you're walking in faith or you're walking by sight by where you put that butt. If you say, man, I, I have this challenge. I mean, financially, I don't see how this is going to happen. I, I, I know this is my income, and this is you know, what my spouse makes, and we have this problem. I don't see how we would make it, but the Lord Jesus is with me, and he surely has no problem. So number one, I'm not going to worry about it. Number two, he's going to show us what to do. Through the Spirit of God, he'll show us what to do. And we're coming out and coming over, and we're going to be in the best financial shape we've ever been in. That's a lot different than, oh, I know, you know, I know God, he, he wants the best for me, and he, he, he loves me, but, I mean, look at how much, I, I, I just don't know where this would come from. See, the totally opposites. One of them is putting the, the focus on God, on what you can't see, but on the Word. The other one is negating everything you can't see by, by faith and looking straight at the natural, just like any person without God can do. 
That's the way the world works. We're, well, we're believers. We're supposed to believe. We're supposed to believe. Everybody say, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. Say it again. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. One more time. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I believe. I don't doubt. When I see the word, I believe it. Somebody said, doubt your doubts. If you have a doubt, doubt that. Choose to believe the word. Don't believe your doubts and doubt the word. If you have a doubt, don't go, oh yeah, that's probably true. And then, well, I don't know about the word. Say, eh, that's wrong. The word's right. Doubt, I'm not listening to you. He said that he, we have been made alive together with him. Ephesians 2, verse 1. Let's, let's look at that. We are alive with him. We are not dead. We're not supposed to look like we're dead. You know you can be living, but you look dead. What does that mean? You've given up. You realize you can walk, go through the day today, but you've given up on what you said you believed. It's not alive. And in fact, part of you is dead. Or it's in a coma. Needs to be woken up. Slap, you know, raised up, because you are raised up. We need to get out of that comatose state and out of that, you know, mundane way of thinking and say, nope, this is true in 2019 now. I mean, it's not just true back in 1969, or 67, or 2000, or, you know, 19, 19, 1906, you know, they have a huge revival, you know, turn of the century, and ooh, that was, no, now. God has made us alive now, and everything that was true all through the church age is true right now. The same power of God is true right now for every situation now. For your body, for your marriage, for your finances, for your relationships, for your family, for every part, for your business, every part, God is with us and it's true now. We are alive with Him and that means so much. Now. Don't make it out in the future. That's unbelief. If we put it out in the future sometime, we are not believing it's us now. Faith expects something now. And that it's happening now. You may see, I don't see it yet, but watch, it's on its way. See, that's now. It's not here, but it's now. If you ordered a package and you said, I pulled the trigger, it's on its way, you wouldn't say, well, you know, I don't have it. It's not, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened. You would say, it's on its way. It's coming and it will show up. It's not what they say, what you don't have it. It's coming. You watch. It'll show up. The UPS guy or FedEx guy or the USPS guy, they're coming up and they're going to drop off. They're going to ding my door and there's going to be a package there. It's on its way. That's now. See, just because it's going to arrive in a little bit, you're believing something now. And that makes all the difference. If you say, well, it hasn't shown up yet. We, that is walking by sight. That's not believing we're alive in Christ. That's not believing that we have what we say we have. We don't believe what we say we would believe, if that's the case. If nothing, if we're not expecting something now, we're not in faith. 
And that's not something that's out here, that's woo-woo, that's just so hard to obtain. It is what we're talking about right now that we make the conscious decision to believe what the Bible says now. Are we alive with him or not? Because if we are, there are no limitations. With God, all things are possible. With men, things are impossible. With God, there is nothing impossible. He, other than the things he, you know, he will not lie. He will not do what he said he won't do. But other than that, God said nothing is impossible. Verse, uh, <clears throat> Ephesians 2, verse 1 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now notice, you once walked like this, the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the way the world walks. That's the way the world walks, is according to this world. But we are not of this world. Praise God. We are not of this world. Let's just go through this uh, quick and then I, you know, we may pick that up. It says, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. What he's saying is, you walked by sight, you walked by your flesh, you walked by your natural mind. What is that? That's like every other unsaved person is doing. It's not by faith in God. It is just walking according to the, the course of this world. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with, in, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show you the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He made us, he raised us up together, and he made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So where are we seated right now? In heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Well, that sounds good. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but there's all this stuff in my life. No. That's the natural. When those thoughts come, we need to crush them and say, no, I am seated with Christ. And what the spiritual reality is, I am going to believe what he said so that that spiritual reality can affect my natural reality and change circumstance. I am not going to look at the circumstance and negate the spiritual reality because guess what that means? We stay exactly in the same place, walking just like the natural world. And we get the same results. Because even though we have the power of God on the inside of us, and even though we have been seated with Christ in heavenly places, we don't believe it, when we, then we don't release it, and we don't see the manifestation of it in our lives. Amen. This is not a works thing. This is not a hard thing. This is just taking God at his word and saying, yes, Lord Jesus, I believe your word. I believe it's for me now. I have it. I will not act contrary. It's mine now and tomorrow and the next day, 
was mine last week, but maybe I wasn't put into use, but that's last week. I can't do anything about that, but I can do something about now. And I'm going to do it. By your grace and your help, I'll act on it. Amen.